Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. Okay, so bear with me. This happened when I was a kid, and I double-checked the story with all of my family members. So this was in the mid-80s. I was about seven, maybe eight at the time, at home with two of my older sisters, eight and eleven-ish, and two cousins, seven and eight, all five of us girls. My sister, eleven, was in charge of babysitting us four younger girls. You have to picture what our house looked like to understand what happened. It was a two-story box house with a flat roof and a small box front porch, also with a flat roof. I can't remember what we were doing, but we were all in the house. We kept hearing noises coming from the roof, like walking, tapping, basically what sounded like rocks being dropped down the downspouts. You know, kids, we thought of a squirrel or something in that vein, but it just kept happening. Then my older sister said something about how maybe someone climbed the huge tree beside the house and got on the roof. We were all scared because we knew there was a roof access point in the bedroom that I shared with one of my sisters. What if they could get inside? My oldest sister told my other sister and one of our cousins to walk across the street to the corner store, across an empty gravel parking lot, and on the way back, look up to see if they could see someone on the roof. So the girls both about eight years old, walk halfway across the parking lot and, being curious kids, turned around, looked up, and saw a guy in one of those totally 80s crop-top football jerseys. Think Johnny Depp in A Nightmare on Elm Street. He was crouched down on the roof, obviously trying to conceal himself. The girls came running home, freaking out, and told my older sister about the guy. My sister, freaking out as well, first went to the neighbor's house to use their deck to see if she could see on our roof, but couldn't see a thing. She came home and immediately called the police. It felt like it took them ages to show up. When they got there, I don't think they believed a word we said. They thought a bunch of little kids were making up this story for attention. One cop drove down the road, up a hill about a block away, to see if they could see anything. But the way the roof was, 
You couldn't see a person if they were laying down up there if you tried. Then these cops tell us kids that we had to go upstairs and check everywhere to see if we found anyone. Five little girls from ages 7 to 11 sent upstairs, scared, crying, to look for this man, knowing about the roof access. We all cried not wanting to go, but they said we had to. To this day, I remember just how scared I was. I remember looking, but how well do little kids look, right? The cops didn't listen to us, didn't check out the house, inside or out, and ultimately left. We were scared to be left home alone, knowing that there was a guy out there. Who knew where? We didn't know if he was laying down on the roof, or had jumped down, or somehow gotten in and was now hiding. My mom finally got home a few hours later, and we told her what happened. My mom explained to us that there was a lock on the roof access, and that no one could get in. But she checked anyway, then went to check out the outside. There were clear footprints in the dirt, dug in good and well from him jumping off the roof, onto the porch, and off into the flower bed. Oh, my mom was steaming mad when she realized we told the truth and weren't believed by the police. We went to the station the next day and were all separated and interviewed. We all told the same story. My mom went up and down the sides of cops, verbally berating each and every one for not believing her children. We never found out who the guy was or why he was there. But I wonder to this day, as a woman in my 40s, did he know it was a house with five little girls home alone? This happened a few months ago. I'm a 23-year-old male and I was driving home from a trip to the store while talking to my friend on the phone. It was around 9 or 10 p.m. I pull up into my driveway, park, and talk to my friend for a few minutes longer while I'm sitting in the car. All of a sudden, this sketchy car pulls up directly behind me. There's no way that I could back out without hitting the passenger side of it. It's dark, my driveway lights are kind of dim, and they deliberately turned off the lights of their car when they pulled up behind me but I faintly spotted three men sitting in it. I'm feeling creeped out at this point, so I asked my friend what I should do. Together, we both decide that I should wait it out a bit and see if they leave. A few more minutes go by and they're still there. Eventually, we figured that the best plan of action would be to stay on the phone, calmly grab my bags from the trunk without breaking eye contact with the people in the car, and walk to the door which is only about 15 feet away. In retrospect, it probably would have been a better idea to just call my parents and ask them to open the door for me from inside. I step out from my car, then grab my stuff from the trunk. The guy in the rear passenger seat of the car cracks the door open, and the guy in the front passenger seat is staring me down. They're definitely assessing if I'm a viable target. I kept my eye contact with them, but I felt like a deer in headlights. It felt like ages, but must have only been two to three seconds at the most. Suddenly, the guy in the rear shouts something to his buddies along the lines of, Oh fuck, it's a guy. Shuts the door, and they speed away at like 80 miles per hour on a residential street. I was relieved, but mostly confused. I updated my friend and let them know I'm alright, before walking inside. I'm a guy... 5'10", 
slightly overweight with a bit of a baby face, so I don't exactly come across as intimidating to most people I meet. So I doubt that I scared them off because of my appearance alone. I'm terrified to think what could have happened to me if I were female. It's legitimately really messed up. Why am I safe from these things? Meanwhile, my sister and female friends have no choice but to keep guns in their cars, get tiny cans of pepper spray for their keychains, and avoid being alone in general. It's a scary place out there. Whether you're a guy or girl, or anybody else, always remain vigilant. I used to think my neighborhood was relatively safe, but now I'm afraid of sitting in my own driveway at night. This happened to me about five years ago while I was nine months pregnant. I was Christmas shopping at the mall with my then seven and fifteen-year-old daughters one Saturday night in a very safe city with an ultra-low crime rate. There was an Applebee's connected to the mall, and we ended up shopping pretty late. By the time we were wrapping up, most of the mall stores were beginning to close, and it was much less crowded than when we arrived. I took my girls to the connected Applebee's for a late dinner because we were all pretty famished. We finish up eating at about 10 p.m. and leave out the... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Applebee's entrance into the practically deserted parking lot with shopping bags in tow. As we got to the car, I was in the middle of maneuvering the shopping bags on my arms to find my keys. When a 50-ish-year-old crusty-looking guy starts walking up from somewhere in the parking lot with shaggy gray, white hair, and a faded flannel shirt with old jeans. I noticed him briskly approaching when he was about 40 feet away, and he said, This is a stick-up. Give me all your money. My blood ran cold in an instant, and I stared at him owlishly and shakingly said, What? He then said that he was just kidding, came up and stood right next to my daughters, who were standing on the other side of the car waiting for me to unlock the car and to let them in. He then starts making small talk with me and my girls. He's asking things like if they were being good girls for Santa, how old they were, if we got all our Christmas shopping done, what kind of things did we get, etc. He didn't seem drunk, high, slow, or mentally challenged at all. He was very coherent and seemed of sound mind. Mind you, I was heavily pregnant, alone with my two daughters in a mostly deserted parking lot at 10 o'clock at night, who was being approached by a stranger, who came and stood right next to my kids, on the other side of the car just shooting the breeze, talking to me and my kids with his hands in his pockets, and occasionally looking over his shoulder. I didn't want to aggravate him, so I was politely conversing with him, and trying to look calm and nonchalant while trying to disguise my frantic hands digging inside my giant purse for my car keys. This exchange went on for a couple of minutes, while he periodically looked over his shoulder, left and right. I was silently panicking and trying to politely keep the situation from escalating, 
while also trying in vain to find my damn keys to get us out of there. They were in that purse hiding pretty damn well. I felt that at any moment he was going to pull a knife or a gun, rob me, and my kids were right next to him, away from their mother, on the other side of the car, which might as well have been a mile away, all while I couldn't find my f***ing car keys to get my kids to safety. He kept trying to engage them in conversation, and I could see that my oldest daughter was a little weirded out, and she kept glancing at me to gauge my assessment and reaction to this situation. Kids often tend to not recognize potential danger when they're with their parents, since they see us as their protectors. And being that he was only talking and acting friendly, and I was doing my best to stay calm, they were oblivious to the alarming situation we were all in. And being nine months pregnant, I was no match for this fully grown man, especially if he was hiding a weapon on him. While still desperately digging for my keys, I tried to give him hints that the conversation was over by saying things like, well, it was nice chatting with you, but I gotta get these kids to bed, and it was nice meeting you, and telling my girls to say that it was nice meeting him too. My polite attempts to get this guy to leave weren't working because he kept sidestepping my attempts and asking what their favorite school subjects are and how nice young ladies they were while I was struggling with the shopping bags and digging through my giant purse. My outgoing seven-year-old was completely oblivious to how not okay the situation was because he was being, quote, friendly and because of the whole I'm with mommy so I'm safe child mentality. So she started to talk about what she picked out for daddy for Christmas and started enthusiastically talking about kid stuff and asking him if he knew what Minecraft was and keeping this creep from leaving us alone by keeping him engaged in conversation. They didn't realize that I was becoming desperate to get them the hell out of there. Then I suddenly felt this sinking feeling of dread when I realized that I may have lost my keys in the mall and that we were stuck outside with this strange man who kept looking over his shoulder and was showing no signs of walking away. I was thinking that he was waiting for the perfect moment to pounce. All he had to do was grab one of my girls and threaten their life, knowing it would make me do whatever he wanted as long as he wouldn't hurt them. I started to feel my adrenaline begin to spike, and my heart and stomach started doing flip-flops, and I felt like at any moment, something was about to go down, as the gravity of realizing that there were no other people or witnesses around totally set in. The odds were stacked against us, and he has his chance. All of a sudden, he was like, Okay, it was nice talking with you. See you later. And walked off in the same direction as to which he came. It was only then that I finally found my car keys. I was able to unlock the car and told my kids to get in fast. I locked the doors right behind us, started the car, and drove the hell out of there. My 15-year-old lightheartedly and jokingly said, Okay. That was weird, and began to laugh. I was overwhelmed with relief, and then I was confused over what did just happen. I thought, why the hell would a guy of seemingly sound mind think it totally acceptable to go out of his way just to approach a woman and her kids in a deserted parking lot late at night, just to chit-chat? But being that nothing bad happened, I brushed it off and joked about it too. When we got home, my husband greeted us and asked us how shopping went. I said it went well, and my 15-year-old told him what happened in the parking lot, how weird it was, and kind of joking about the situation. 
I started joking too, saying how I was mentally having a panic attack while trying to look calm. And I started making fun of myself by telling my husband how I was attempting to inconspicuously rummage through my purse to find the keys. My husband went completely white, and I acknowledged his horrified look of alarm. I assured him that albeit creepy, the guy was just talking, and eventually left on his own accord. Now, my father-in-law is a retired sheriff's deputy, and my husband went through police academy training after graduating high school. So being that the knowledge he gained from that, plus growing up with a cop for a dad, I found out why my husband looked absolutely horrified when I told him the details. What my husband told me completely rattled me to the bone. He told me that he was 100% sure that the reason why that guy was hanging around us and chit-chatting was because he was waiting for me to unlock the car. The reason why he was standing next to our kids was because once I got the door unlocked and the kids started to get inside, he was most likely going to force himself into the car with the kids, hold a knife or a gun to them to gain leverage on me, to force me to cooperate knowing that I wouldn't abandon my kids, which would force me to get into the car with them and do whatever he wanted me to do, which most likely would be drive to a remote location and to do God knows what. Being that he wasn't wearing a mask suggests that his intentions were to also leave no witnesses to identify him. I then remember that he was positioned by the backseat passenger door where my seven-year-old was standing by waiting to get in. My husband then said that the most likely reason why the guy ended up leaving was because it took so long for me to find my keys. And the longer it took, the more anxious and spooked it made him. And that whole time, I was desperate to find my car keys, which, through some sort of divine intervention, stayed hidden in my bag, thus saving us from potentially being abducted. Five years removed, and this still chills me to my core. So much so that we don't go to the mall without my husband anymore. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K N I X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.